Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Looks over the middle. Second guess. Fires. Throws. Does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Hold depot to win Another one! He got Another it. one! Bounces into Cody, puts it up, scores! Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hey, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy holidays as we're in between the uh, week between. We should come up with a name for this, John. Uh, The week between Christmas and New Year is kind of like a dead zone. But uh, welcome aboard. Hope you had a ha- merry, merry Christmas, uh, happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. I hope uh, this past weekend was was fun, and the upcoming week is just as fun as New Year's is heading towards us next weekend. That's another thing I think. Shouldn't Christmas and New Year's always be on either Friday or Saturday? Always. That gives you that whole week, and then again. How many people would take vacation during that time? I don't know. It'd be a that'd be a big big vacation time, but that's okay. Not a lot's getting done, right? I mean, who's really accomplishing anything? I will tell you someone who is accomplishing someone right now: the Indianapolis Colts. How about the Colts? Roll on a gigantic win for a actually big gigantic back to back wins. Uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, as yesterday, or Saturday, I guess it was. Was it Saturday? Uh, I can't wait to talk to Matt. It's been two weeks probably since we have spoken uh, with him. But after beating the Patriots a week before, last Saturday, 27-17 in a big, big home win, the Colts go on the road to Arizona. And in a tough place to play against a very good, very good Arizona team, Kyler Murray and crew, and the Colts' defense holds up, holds the Cardinals to 16 points. The offense puts 622 on the board. Well, I think the defense actually helped with that. But uh, Indianapolis wins on Christmas Day, 22 to 16. They had, and I was listening to the broadcast that Matt was doing, prior to that win, they had like a 50-something percent chance of making the playoffs. After that win, they have a 97% chance of making the playoffs now. How crazy is that? They And if they do, they would become only the fifth team in NFL history to make the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? We should have played that after three games. You want to talk about playoffs? The, only the fifth team in NFL history to make the playoffs after an 0-3 start. So, they haven't gotten there yet. They uh, have another home game against 
the Raiders. Coming up on the day after New Year's. And then they finish the season on the road. This, You know, I, I should travel for this. Because this should be a guaranteed win and a celebration uh, of making the playoffs. Because they travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Which, well, they, they've won, I think, two games this year. They're uh they're bucking for the top pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, I can't pull the record up. I'm pretty sure they're two and whatever. Which I'm so it's shocked that they were able to win two games this season. Shocked. Um, although they have an interim coach and things are a lot better for them now since Urban Meyer's not there. Problem. Yeah, two and thirteen. There you go. Um, but things are a lot happier for them right now because Urban Meyer's gone. I've never, I don't think I've ever said this about a coach, but the, the it, it's, it was apparent that he was a cancer to his own team. Like I've never heard before. I've never heard. I mean, I heard of a coach being jerks and this and that, but not one that had not had that reputation had gotten away with having that reputation, but had been so successful as Urban Meyer. Come on, man. Party pooper right off the bat. They lost to Jacksonville last year. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, but that's that's a whole different scenario, man. These Jaguars, they stink. Although, like I said, they have nothing to lose. Uh, but But, see, they don't want to give up that number one draft spot either. They're a game in front of the Jets, maybe, who have won three times. So they don't want to lose that number one spot. It gives them the, the QB that they need, man. Although, well, actually, no, they are. They have Trevor Lawrence. So, but it still gives them the opportunity to build on to that. So building through the draft. Michael, the music man, joins us. P. Burrow on with us as well. Hope you guys are, uh, I had a great weekend. How was Christmas? John, how was your Christmas? John, the producer. Man, we had a good Christmas. It was nice having it on a Saturday and kind of not really having to worry about anything. It was a good little time good off. Christmas. I, or I, actually, I think Christmas should always be on either a Friday or a Saturday. Because that way, you get... Christmas Eve on Thursday. Or make Friday. it a holiday if you want. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Make if you want to make it a holiday. Yeah, it's okay. Make it a holiday. It gives you a four day weekend. Be great. Be great. You can get out of there. Half day. Half day on Thursday. <laughs> like Friday, Christmas. You got the whole weekend. See, this was okay. Christmas on Saturday is. It's not bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Not bad. Because you got Sunday to do exactly what I did. You know what I did all day Sunday? Slept. Slept. I, I did nothing but try to recapture, try to, to recharge. And man, oh man, I'm not going to lie. It felt good. I, I didn't wake up until 10. I didn't do much. Went back to sleep around 1. Woke up at 6 at night. Which I'm like, all right, I'm screwed. I'm never going to sleep tonight. Boom. Not a problem. 
all night. So all of Wore that out, de- sleep deprivation accumulated over the past several months came to a head over the course of Christmas weekend for you. Oh, it does. All, well, it does way before that. You just kind of deal with it. You just deal with it. And man, whenever you can, it's like a bear. You just hibernate. Uh, I hate sleeping like that, but it's like, I don't sleep enough as it is. So yeah, it was awesome. But I, I think, I think that that man, I know you can't change the date of Christmas, but man, if it was on like the Friday or the Saturday every year, and then you buffer that with New Year's on the other end. How about that? Every year. I, I would love that. It's pretty solid. It's the end of the year. Nothing's going on. Nothing's happening of, of you know, of, of it's, it's just, just relax. Imagine Everybody if relax. every business between Christmas and New Year's was just shut down. You had a whole week of nothing. You had to get all your grocery shopping done before. You couldn't go to the store and do anything. Now, you would have idiots who wouldn't prepare for that, and then they'd be screwed for a whole seven days. But wouldn't that be something to have that entire week of just nothing? Tim sent me some bourbon balls that I did receive. Tim, thank you very much. They are delicious and taste just like you bought them at the store. Uh, I'll go (laughs) grab those in a minute. Uh, Can only do like one at a time. Um, If you've never had bourbon balls... They're 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 kind of rich in a different way, but um, they're delicious. And but yeah, I can I used to be able to probably do two at a time, and it's not because of the bourbon, but they're just rich. They're good. And but yeah, I got to do one at a time. But Tim, thank you, brother. Yes, I did. I got them. UPS was coming up the stairs. I'm like, what the hell is this? And boom. Open it up. Bourbon balls. Thank you very thank you, Tim. Appreciate you, brother. Uh Force checking in from down in Georgia. Hope things are well down south. You know, I was looking at something the other day, and I'm proud of this, but uh, that's all the credit goes to you guys. I think I saved a picture in my gallery. I was pulling up, it showed me a lot of the different places outside of the u.s that people are listening um would that have been a screenshot can't remember but the the different oh yeah here we go how about all right united states course of this particular time time frame time snap that it did it um four thousand people were in the united states listening how about nigeria Five, the Philippines with three, two in Brazil. We got a couple in Canada, a couple in Israel. That would have been great for Christmas. Uh, a couple in Italy. Got got some in the Netherlands, Mexico, Turkey. That's our audience. Um, just our Facebook audience, or no YouTube audience, rather. I'm sorry. YouTube audience, um, and I know the podcast, the radio, of course, is just local. But uh, well, that's not true. I guess people can pick up their their um, Wi-Fi or their websites. But 
on the podcast, I know we're Afghanistan and a couple other countries like that. So, man, it's just amazing to me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like Australia. Oh, I know what's his name down in Australia. So to to have people listening in like fourteen countries, mind boggling, just mind boggling. But I hope all of you guys had a Merry Christmas wherever you are and celebrating. This is one of the things I got from my daughter. Thank you very much, Kylie. I love this. Little, my, one of my, obviously, if you ever see me, quarter zip pullovers are my favorite attire to wear no matter what. And this, ooh, I love this material, that kind of stretchy material, color that I don't have. How did she know? She didn't even know. So hope you got some great things, gave some great things, had fun. Um, it's funny what people want to now, as opposed to either when they were a kid or when you were a kid, what mattered. Um, what are some of the goofy gifts that you received or gave? What's the goofiest thing you got or the goofiest thing you received? I, I didn't do anything goofy, I don't think. I gave a lot of bourbon away uh, to some folks. Look, I still have a few more people to run into. Don Fisher's coming up next, don't forget. And along with that, tonight at 7.05 at Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. You know, that's where you will find them with Inside Indiana Basketball. Don Fisher, of course, hosting that as Woody will be joining him as they are preparing for their next game on Wednesday, but uh, they had, had a nice Christmas holidays as well. Hope that they had, did have a nice Christmas holiday. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the great voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, will join us here on Indiana Sports Speed Radio on this Monday. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Speed. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. 
If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coy, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back, uh, Indiana Sports Beat Radio, on this post Christmas Monday. The great Don Fisher joining us now. Merry uh, post-Christmas, Don. I hope you had a great Christmas and happy holidays coming up. How was uh, how was the family uh, extravaganza, as you, you put it in the uh, off yeah. Well, we had a great time. Um, like I said, my, 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 my family, my sons and our grandkids all come down on Christmas Eve. We've done this for years now. Uh, there's uh, about 16 to 17 people in the house at that point in time, and we spend the late afternoon and the uh, evening, uh, enjoying one another socially and that kind of thing. And then on Christmas Day, my wife's family comes down and they had 24 this year. Uh, Holy cow. So we had two two days of uh, housefuls of people, enjoyed ourselves immensely, had a pool tournament as we have uh, the annual Susie Lee Memorial, uh, not Memorial, Susie Lee uh, Christmas Holiday Tournament. This is the fifth annual she definitely would like not, not like to hear memorial on it. And then no, no, memorial. no. Uh, well, somebody one of the one of her brothers tried to rename it to 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 Susie's mom in his, the Kathleen Lee Memorial Tournament, and it's always been the Susie Lee Tournament. It's Christmas holiday tournament. As they tried to rename it, we said no, it's not happening. Uh, even though we love Kathleen immensely, and she is the she's a matriarch of the family. Uh, we kept it uh, in Susie's name, but we had just a great time. We had 24 people. Everybody, here's the thing. You have to play in the tournament. Everybody oh. plays. Everybody. And, I mean, there are so many people that don't play hardly at all. I don't play until the, the, the tournament arises, you know. I've got the pool table in my house. You know, here, here's the thing about buying a pool table when you were you – because know, you always wanted one when you were young, right? And yep. so I finally got I finally got into a position I could buy a pool table, put it in my basement, 
and now I hardly ever play. <laughs> it's just it's, ridiculous. It's for, uh, it's for other people, yeah. Exactly. It's like, ping, it's like a ping pong table, but it just doesn't cost near as much as a Exactly. Ping pong table. But we had a great time. We had a wonderful Christmas, as we always do. Well, that sounds great. I'm surprised. Uh, too bad, because with the weather, man, there is no way I knew you were not just itching, crying to be outside playing golf because the weather was un. Freaking believable. I know. Temperatures in the 60s. I never got out at all, which really bothers me dramatically. I did hit balls indoors one day, uh, so I did that uh, into a screen. But it's not the same as being out there. And I didn't. I just didn't have enough time to get out and play, you know, take four hours to play golf. I just didn't have the time uh, with all the holiday stuff that was going on. And we still had a basketball game last week as well, so... At any rate, we we still had a great Christmas. It was fun, and uh, I I don't get the itch like I used to playing golf in the winter. Um, once you once you stop, yeah, I I, I used to want to play every day, <laughs> you know that kind of thing, I, and I still would like to play every day, but the weather just destroys it. I mean, I literally, uh, I, here's what I can tell you guys: don't get old, because when you do, the the knees start aching. Uh, all the joints are a problem, especially if it gets cold. And you know, as we, even though it's been warm here the last few days, uh, it's still colder than you'd like it to be. And, uh, the body tells you, don't be stupid. Don't go out there, Dumbo. Uh, and I don't, <laughs> most of the time I don't, you know, I'm surprised that, and I know it'd be, would be massive, but that someone has not built an indoor golf facility up here here uh, up you know from indianapolis north for winter because it would be freaking packed well that's it's interesting you say that they had what they called a bubble on the south side here for a time i don't i don't know if it's still in business or not i mean you basically you hit balls indoors into this bubble and there were there's a you know you had targets you could hit to that kind of thing uh but it wasn't it was probably a hundred yards that was uh, this bubble you know, covered about a hundred yards. So you really couldn't do much, you know, and, and I don't think it, it just didn't translate. Now you've got these uh, screens that you can hit balls into and it shows the fairway and that kind of stuff. And they're pretty accurate. I mean, the ones that, that are really good are quite accurate and you could actually play golf indoors hitting into a screen. It's not quite the same, but you get the same feel. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's better than nothing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Basketball-wise, the uh, Indiana Hoosiers got a, a little break. The last game was last Wednesday. They got to do a little Christmas break in between, uh, but you got to come back. I hate this Wednesday game. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, I wish they just didn't have it. There's no games between Christmas and New Year. Just play that last one before Christmas, and it's done until after New Year's, man. But uh, the Hoosiers coming back on Wednesday with another non-conference game. Uh, before they get into conference play, uh, I'm sure you feel the same, Don. You'd love to skip this game on Wednesday, but uh, it's coming regardless. Yep, it is. There's no question about it. Uh, the truth of the matter is, I don't like the. I, I here's what I. I just don't like the idea that you'd go a week or a week and a half without playing a ball game. I, I think that's that's always a mistake, and uh, so I understand why they're playing it. It doesn't fit, especially when that. especially when you got a couple of days where you're probably not even doing anything. Right, exactly. So, so they came back, and the players got four days off, which is unique in itself. Uh, so they 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 played last Wednesday. 
then they didn't come back to school. They went home and uh, visited with their families, had a Christmas with their families, didn't have to come back until yesterday. Uh, and I assume they all got back and practiced uh, yesterday at some point. So they've got two or three days to get ready for this North Carolina Asheville ball club and then uh, get ready for Penn State on Sunday of next week. So it, it, I get I get why you don't like it, and I understand that completely. Uh, if it was if it was up to me and I didn't have to do those ball games, I probably wouldn't either. But at the same time, I think from a player's perspective and a coach's perspective, it's necessary. The other thing I don't like is, and I know since they've expanded this the uh, Big Ten schedule, is putting those two Big Ten games up front and then splitting off. I, I would, I'm like, all right, can you, are you seriously, can you not squeeze in two other games in the entire Big Ten season together <laughs> uh, with all those games that they're playing? Because I just, I don't think it's good to, to split it that soon. If it was in the middle, maybe for a game, you see that sometimes, but I don't like how they do that at the beginning. Well, I, you know, it's just different. It's different. Uh, here, here's what your problem is, Jim. You're getting old. I mean, you just don't like change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I mean, uh, look at me. I'm up there, and uh, I don't like anything that changes immediately. You've got to learn something new. you got to get into new technology, all those kinds of things. And I am the worst at technology. I'm an illiterate when it comes to technology. Uh, and I proudly say that because uh, I'm too old to learn. I'm, I'm just too old to learn some of these new things that they're doing. That's why we have an engineer. I, you know, I did my own engineering for, for basketball at any rate, uh, the entire my entire career up until about five years ago. And oh, that's when we first got an engineer uh, for we had an engineer for football, uh, always have had for football because it just requires that. Uh, but for basketball, we we set up our own stuff. But I'm so out of it uh, technology-wise that uh, they, they, I said, you're going to have to get me an engineer now in football and basketball, not just football. Well, yeah, not even having uh, – just having a producer, of, uh, for not even technology-wise, but having a producer, someone that can take so much off of your shoulders right. like John does, it's nearly impossible. It would be impossible for, for me to do this show without John uh, or someone like him. It's sure. it's 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 a it's a quarterback, but you got to have a running back. You got to have a receiver. You got to have some guys to work right, with. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's an important factor. There's no question. And like I say, Jake Robinson, who's our engineer, does a terrific job. And um, he you know he'll he'll pick up the phone and answer my questions as soon as I have one, and I always have a million <laughs> because I have actually equipment in my studio here uh, or my office, I should say. I've got a little equipment here that I can do Zoom, or I can do uh, uh, yeah, phone interviews and those kinds of things. So uh, this this much of it I can run, but if there's anything that goes wrong, I can't fix it, so we're in trouble. <laughs> I hear you, man. A uh, couple things. You used, to, you used to do the Colts, right? How long did what, you do the Colts? 23 years. Wow. Um, I can't – all right, so how hard was it to do the Colts and the Indiana games? Well, the hardest part, you see, and I just did preseason Colts games. I never did radio. I always did preseason television for the Colts uh, from 1995 until, again, five, I guess five years ago, 23 years worth at any rate. Um, the biggest problem was that the football team for IU was always practicing. 
and uh, at that point in time, the where and the Colts were as well. So you had two different teams you had to go to practices for to get prepared. You had ninety players on a roster of an NFL team, two teams to get ready for with ninety players on. The preparation was just monstrous in that regard. Uh, and then, of course, they whittled it down for the last preseason game. You were down to like sixty guys or something like that, or fifty-three or whatever it would be, but. Anyway, you had so many guys to prepare for, um, and we had conflicts as well because by the, by the time the Colts started playing their exhibition games, um, Indiana was almost ready to play their first game of the season, so there were some games that I couldn't do from the preseason perspective. But we had, a, generally speaking, we did at least three games every year, almost four in four most years, but there'd always be a conflict in there occasionally because Indiana would play on a Friday and the Colts would play on a Friday, that kind of thing, uh, in exhibition for, uh, from uh, the Colts exhibition schedule. So it, it was always difficult, but it was fun too. And I, I, am not a TV guy. I've got a face made for radio. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I did it for 23 years. I really enjoyed it. And uh, the fact that they changed kind of the travel situation a little bit at the end and how you'd go. We had to go commercially the last year I did it. And I went, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so uh, it worked out for me perfectly. Uh, great. It was uh, great to have you on there, though. And then I enjoy listening to Matt Taylor now, uh, another good friend of the show, great guy, uh, and a big hey, IU fan. He's a, he's a great guy, and he's a really – he's a great young man, first of all. that That's the most important thing. He's just not – uh, a play-by-play guy. He's just a great person and uh, really talented. I really like him a lot personally. Um, get along with him great, and uh, I think he's a perfect fit for the Colts, no question. Uh, let's see. I don't want to miss too much, of course. Uh, the Colts well, big, here, How about the Colts' big winning, too? Woo. Oh, yeah. Well, that those, those wins they've had the last few weeks have been critical, um, and it's been different. They've done it differently. I mean, the run game was so prominent with Jonathan Taylor, how great he's been this year. Uh, and he has just a, an average game, a less than average game for him with 108 yards this past week. And uh, Carson Wentz goes to town and pulls out a couple of tremendous plays toward the end of the ball game. Um, you just like the way this team is playing, and they did it. Their whole offensive line, for the most part, was out. Uh, four of the uh, five starting offensive linemen were out of this ball game, and their tight end, Jack Doyle, was out, and yet they were able to find a way to win. Uh, and Darius Leonard, their best defensive player, was out. So you talk about a team that was uh, put together with Band-Aids and, and, uh, and wraps. Uh, it's a ball club that found a way to get it done. I, you just got to like what you see from Frank, Frank Reich and the coaching staff, what these guys have done, and uh, how hard this team is playing right now. Yeah, Frank Reich always looks the same. It I don't care if it was the first game that they were losing, the third game they were losing, or the eighth game that they've won. It's like you just look over at him and it's he's yeah. like, all right, what's next? What's next? Yeah. He just yeah. it cracks me up. But I love that because he's just thinking ahead. He's not thinking about what he just did. He's just thinking ahead. And and, and that's like you said, part of the reason why that they have been so successful. Uh how about Jawan Morgan, an OG, playing on the same team. Uh, Jawan, how about Jawan Morgan, first of all? I-, I never thought this guy would have had a chance to make the NBA. He's played on two different teams with two former teammates now. <laughs> well, Jawan Morgan is just, a, first of all, another great guy, great person, 
terrific. Uh, he's a terrific guy to be around, a great teammate, um, uh, a leader in every sense of the word uh, of how he goes about his business. Um, and there's no question that Jawan, uh, I, you know, everybody questioned whether he could make it in the NBA just because he, he's kind of an undersized big, if you know what I'm saying. That's certainly how he played in Indiana. He was an undersized big at IU. Uh, and yet he finds a way to get it done. And uh, you just love that. And, and, of course, OG's a great young man as well. I haven't seen as much of a OG since he got into the NBA. So just we didn't get to spend as much time with him. But I always liked him. I thought he was a little quirky. And he really was a little quirky. But uh, a great guy to talk to. And, and uh, I'm just glad for both those guys. Yeah, he seems really quiet. Yeah, and he, I think he is, and he's not hes not a guy that is a pointer to himself, you know. He's one of those guys that uh, acquiesces to the team and, and does the right stuff. Uh, you got to like him a lot. Uh, C.J. Gunn is coming, uh, an Indiana recruit, just making, he's been off. He gets to make his return on December 28th, so we'll get look forward to seeing that. Uh, right. This went, see, this, when is it? Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, Indiana takes on UNC Asheville. They get back on track. Uh, so you have to get back to preparing for the game as well. Well, I'm looking forward to it uh, in the sense that I, I want to – here's my biggest concern right now with this Indiana basketball team. And I'm going to talk to Mike about this tonight uh, on the talk show because we have seen this uh, several times here in the first 12 games of the season. This is a basketball team that struggles to play a full 40-minute game. I mean, yes. it started with Eastern Michigan in the very opening game of the season. Looked terrific at the outset. Second half, they let them back in the ball game. Uh, we've seen it at Syracuse. I mean, they had to, they they played horribly in the first half. The second half, they played terrific. They played hor- hor- great at the first half against Wisconsin. Played terrific in this or played horribly in the second half, uh, and they did it again in this game against Northern Kentucky. Uh, where they were just dominating the entire first half, uh, held them to 16% shooting in the first half and 14 points, and then give up 47 points in the second half and allow them to shoot almost 60%. I mean, it's just crazy that this team can't put their foot on the throat, so to speak. And That's exactly what I said. Yep, I I said that very thing. It's a 40-minute game. I mean, you you cannot come out. Here's And I'm going to ask Mike about this. I'm going to bring this up to him. Did you not ever hear what Bob but Bob Knight said were the most important parts of every basketball game? The first five minutes of the first half and the first five minutes of the second half, those are the two most important parts. Why? Because you set the tone for the rest of the half. So you got to come out with an intensity level that is tremendous in both those five-minute periods. If you do that, it translates to the whole half for the most part. I'm not saying it always works, but 98% of the time it does. Well, it cost them the Wisconsin game, no question. They they sure. lost that last couple of minutes of that first half, allowing Wisconsin to knock, I, I can't remember if it was five points off of that 22-point lead. Well, and then the they last, come out and they begin yeah. the second half, and boom, and then they're right in the game. So yeah. uh, ex- exactly what you're saying. And then in and then the Northern Kentucky game, Indiana was up by 30-something at one point mm-hmm. uh, and end up winning by uh, – no, less than 20, like yeah. you said. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. They, they, they've got to learn to just continue to play and play with that same level of intensity. And I don't know what the question is, obviously. I'm not in practice every day and, and with a lot of different faces. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. If it's a second unit, getting them to play better. We, we've, we saw Parker Stewart 
get kind of benched for a half in the last game. And he came in and, 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 and played what did he end up doing? I can't even remember. It's been so well, long. He, ago. he had three, he had three points. He just had one three pointer, but he did come back in. He was obviously, he was being, I guess, tested mentally a little bit by the coach. Um, because there's, and Mike wouldn't say why he didn't start him, you know, why he didn't, I mean, he's had the same starting lineup the entire season up to this point. And all of a sudden he changes. And I said, after we got through at the interview, I said, uh, what, what, how come Parker's not uh, starting tonight? He goes, it's an in-house scenario, you know? So he's not going to sit there and put the kid on a, you know, say, you know, this kid's did something, did something wrong, but you would assume something happened. Uh, that he and he did play, so it wasn't like he was injured or anything like that. It was obviously some kind of punishment. Yep, and so we'll see if they can come back and play forty full minutes against this team uh, on Wednesday. Uh, and they need to, Don, because it's the last tune-up. It's it's the last right. game. It's if you want to call it an easy game or a, a, it's the last one that you're probably not going to just be really challenged from start to finish because the Big Ten season starts in your next game. Well, it's already started, but it really yeah. gets going in the next game, and there are no breaks. So they need to do it in this game to sh- show that they can do it going forward. Well, Northern, uh, or North Carolina Asheville is a ball club that is really a veteran team. They're 8-5 and five on the season. They don't play – I mean, they play a mid-major schedule. There's no question about that. Uh, they've lost twice to Chattanooga. I guess Chattanooga must have a really good ball club this year. That said, this team has won, I think, four of their last five or something like that. Uh, they're they're a good basketball team. They got a they got a really veteran ball club. They're top. They play ten guys, and their ten guys, all of them are, uh, with the exception of one, are juniors or seniors or you know fourth fourth year juniors fifth-year seniors, that kind of thing. This is a really veteran basketball team. So I don't think they're going to be intimidated coming into Assembly Hall, and Indiana's probably going to get a little bit of a battle from them, especially if they're not ready to play a full 40 minutes. You got that right. Uh, Let's see, we said that tonight inside Indiana men's basketball at 7.05 at Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Don Fisher, of course, hosting that with Mike Woodson, make sure you come out there. It's always fun. That's the thing about Mike Woodson. He he gets done, and he he goes over and sits down and eats, and he is so relaxed in, in, in any environment that I've seen him in. It's it's pretty mind boggling. Yep, he is. He's 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 a different dude when it comes to coaches, uh, and I like <laughs> that a lot. Absolutely. Well, Don, I cannot thank you enough, man. Appreciate you. Merry, happy holidays to you and the family. And I thank you. hope that uh, you get to have a relaxing week at least. You got well, one we're, look, we're looking forward to it, man. See you. Dan Fisher here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're back with Dustin Schutte from Southern Tradition right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Sports on television brings friends together, and Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket, enjoying one dollar bush light drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a seven dollar daily lunch special from ten thirty to one p.m. Monday through Friday, featuring certain sandwiches on the menu, an order of fries or onion rings, or a seven inch pizza, and a non-alcoholic. 
alcoholic drink for just $7. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Avenue. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. You've always been there for me. You helped me count pennies from my piggy bank. You helped me pick out my first car and help me buy my dream home. And I know you'll continue to be there for whatever my future holds because you're my BFF, banking friends forever. Right now, get free checking with online banking and all the products of big city banks with hometown service. With First Federal, you can do that. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Remax Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pros Team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington at Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. Post Christmas Monday. We should get we gotta come up a name for that. But uh Dustin Shooty. Saturday tradition joining me. Just in the break, John brought up the ugly, ugly old the circle IU logo um, that Cam Cameron put into use for the three years, three seasons as he was here. Pull that up, John, when you get a chance. And he asked Dustin his opinion on that. And your response was? It was terrible. I don't know anybody that really liked it. I mean, I, I, the, and the thing is, is you try to distinguish yourself or separate yourself from the basketball program. And, uh, I mean, it didn't work. They were never very successful under his, under his guidance. So it, it, it was a, it was a failure on multiple levels. It was one of the worst logos too. 
that I remember. And they incorporated, then all of a sudden black became a, a primary color for those jerseys. It was the helmet color for a couple years there. Yeah. But I, I, the one thing I will say is that the, that, uh, you do associate that every time I see that logo or I see that helmet, you do think of Antoine Randall, which is probably one of the greatest Indiana football players of all time. Absolutely. No doubt. But you know, you know what would have separated himself from the, Oh God, all right. <laughs> make it go away. Uh, do you know what would have separated himself from the basketball team? Winning. Just win, That's baby. True. Just win. It's all you got to do. It's What's- all you got to do. What's worse, that logo or the creepy Hoosier hysteria or whatever he was, Harry the Hoosier, that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> his name, his I mean, name was Hoosier Pride. Hoosier Pride, yeah. Yeah, he looks like Hoosier Hyde. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, whew, man. Yeah, just win is all he had to do. It's all he had to do was win. Um, but, but that logo did get me two bag chairs from the Meyer corporation, the Meyer stores. Yep. Back in, all right, this would have been between, uh, prior to 2009. So, you know, 2008 ish, something like that. I was in a Meyer store and they had these college bag chairs. Uh, and I happened to be in Louisville at the time. So they had Louisville, U, U of L, UK, and IU. And I see the IU one, and it's got that damn logo on it. And I'm furious. And I actually, I, so I called Meyer or sent him an email or something and said, you're using a logo that is not correct. Uh, this was used one time in a three-year period by one coach in one sport. I said, that's not the IU logo. And they were like, oh, my God, thank you so much. They recalled all those chairs and remade them in the IU logo and sent me two for free. Wow. That's so a good deal. Go. That do wasn't think, bad. Do you think it was easier to get the copyright from that? That would be my guess as to why they ran that. I think partly is because you just had someone that didn't. Didn't know. Didn't know what the hell they were doing. Because I bet you IU did not charge a lick difference between copyrights i bet it's the same i bet they charge the same they don't care could be i don't know i don't know if that i mean i don't know how long there's probably not that many people asking to use (laughs) that copyright and if you're dumb enough to ask to use that charge them full price baby that's probably true there probably aren't a lot of people asking for it but you know what i would like to see this is okay this is totally cosmetic but on the field you know what i want to see in the end zones we talk about uh, you know separating yourself from the basketball team if Indiana football wants its own identity. I don't think so. I would like to see you know the back of the the, the warm ups has the script Indiana. I would like to see a red end zone with the white script Indiana in the middle of that end zone. I think that would look really crisp. But they it haven't would. done it. Yet. You know what? You, it's funny you say that. All right, court and field. I recently was having this conversation with someone who works for IU in a capacity that they have no involvement in this game day operations, whatever they're there. And they are younger, they're newer, but they did tell me that, yeah, they've heard those conversations being had. And what I'm talking about is game day experience. 
To me, the game day experience at both IU basketball and IU football is, well, let's say it leaves a lot to be desired. I think the game day experience at, at IU basketball is tired. It is the same thing they have been doing since I was in college and further back probably. You know, in the in the in the pregame, when the pregame warm up is going on, the teams out there they're playing music over the system, music that's kind of getting you pumped up, getting the players pumped up. And every time they're halfway into a song, the damn band strikes up to play some stupid ass thing from 1960 that the old donors are used to hearing. Stop with that crap! It's time to freshen it up, man. You've got to look to bring in the next wave of, of fans. Um, the football, it definitely got to do something to, but besides winning, winning cures a lot, but you've got to do something. You've got to fret. The game day experience at IU is just not that great, in my personal opinion. And this person that I was talking to, who was a younger person working at IU, came from a different school and another Big Ten school. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah, it's it's very stiff. It's very, what's it? Of course it is. It's always been that way. IU has always been stiff. Uh, before it was un, under Bob Knight, and but he was winning, so it didn't matter. But now they're still catering, and I hate to say this, but to a, a very elderly fan base for a bigger part, uh, uh, maybe of, like, like the seats. They brag about Indiana basketball having the largest student section in college sports. They're definitely far from the most impactful student section, and I'm not blaming that on the students. They're up in that corner of Assembly Hall that goes all the way up to the top, 46 rows up, and then maybe in the balcony as well. You're not putting them to use by doing that. It's So it doesn't matter, and then it gives them less incentive. Those seats suck. They're terrible. You, you know what I like about, I think, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State does this. <clears throat> Not even – I don't even think Purdue does this to an extent. Yeah, they have them down lower. But I would like to see, like, a lot of those lower-level seats, and I know they do this for donors and, long, you're, you know, decades-long season ticket holders, but that lower – like, those kids only get four years to go to these games. Let them have the lower rung um, or at least do some sort of class system where, you know, seniors maybe – seniors and ju- juniors and seniors get those lower-level seats and do that kind of all the way around the arena. You look at the Izone. I don't know if that's on both sides or if it's just one side. I've only been to one game um, at the Breslin Center, and it was a Christmas break game, so I didn't get the full experience. But when you have those students right on top of you, I mean, look at Cameron Indoor Stadium. There's a reason it's one of the it's, – it's not a big arena, but there's a reason it's one of the hardest to win in, and it's not just because Duke's good every year. It's because those students are right on top of you. They're ruthless. So I've sat in those balcony seats. Those are terrible. Um, I've sat as far up and as far to the left and I couldn't even watch the game on the jumbotron to be quite honest with you. Um, so I just think that if you were to, to, to put the students down in those lower levels, first of all, in my opinion, I understand people donate a lot of money. You could still dedicate a certain section or certain sections throughout the arena to those, but these kids only get four years to watch basketball, football games, live let them get that opportunity and then it creates more of a home or home court advantage for you i agree exactly i I think that uh the end zones definitely should be students number one next to the band you know and then on the other end 
Yep. Uh, definitely going to have students in there. And that same kind of that same level about around in a circle. Yeah. You know, exactly. Juniors and seniors. If there's enough to fill that area, that's who gets those seats. Right. Um, and you could probably you limit s- it to just one side even and then have your donors. No, on the other no, side. Uh, maybe. No, but but then mean, at least at least you'd have three quarters of it be students in that lower lap. That would be better than what it is with the with them up in the balcony yeah, as far up as the I balcony. Agree. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, you talked about Cameron. Cameron holds Cameron only holds nine thousand people. Yeah. Indiana has a 7,000 student section of 7,000. But let me tell you, it is not even close to, do, to, to having the impact that, that the students at Cameron do. Right. Because they're allowed – first of all, I think they go for free. or if, It may not be free, but it's, it's first come, first serve. Because when I've been there for the games against Indiana, they have to line up. First of all, that's why they – that's how Krzyzewskiville started. They start camping out for every game because it's first in line, yada, 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 first come, first serve. And then they come in, and you've got that first row media seats, and I talked about this when we played them a couple of years ago. The students are literally behind the very first row of the media where the media sits, and they will literally, if they're wearing paint on them, you will leave with paint <laughs> on you because they lean over, they, they lean between you, it's part of the Duke experience when you go yeah. there. If you're in the media, that's you're going to get it. Um, but that's kind of great. That makes it a very, very difficult place to play. Uh, Assembly Hall used to be a very, very difficult place to play because of the noise, because it was packed. Um, they've lost that. Of course, winning changes that, of course. But I still think. Uh, the students, man, it just, it's a, it looks better on TV. It's a mm-hmm. much more, much more difficult. You, you think it's difficult to play in assembly hall the way it has been. When you put the students around like that and you create that noise, it's over because it is, it is a it is, it gets really loud and teenagers are loud. Well, and that's all part of the experience too, right? Like you go to, that's what separates college basketball. And for this matter, you know, college football from the NBA and the NFL, you don't have that same sort of experience. You don't have 18 to 22 year olds painting themselves up and, and, you know, enjoying a few, whether they're underage or of age beverages before the game and getting rowdy and, and amped up and everything. It's, it's just part of that experience. And, uh, I, again, I just I don't understand why certain places don't. Again, I know it's about donors and and money, and that's what ultimately drives the decisions being made. But when you only have four years to do this, sometimes you know maybe five years, at least have some sort of class system where you get the juniors and seniors down there, and you know, uh, and maybe you put the freshmen and sophomores up at a higher, or different part of the the arena. I don't know what the answer is, but you can. If Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State have figured this thing out, I'm sure there's other schools that I'm leaving out. Um, you can find a way to do it. It doesn't, you know, you throw tradition to the side. You might have some angry, upset fans, but at the same time, if those kids, what's going to happen is if those kids, those students have a good, uh, they have a good experience going to those games. They're going to be more likely in the future to then donate. That's how you build up your fan base. That's how you build up that sort of stuff, and, and eventually leads to more donors. But you no. Know. I don't, I don't make those decisions. They don't pay me to make any of those decisions. I just write about it and, and talk about it. 
Dustin wearing the uh, Florida hat as uh, Central Florida beats the Gators in the <laughs> Gasparilla Bowl uh, for the first time ever. Uh, the Military Bowl and the Fenway Bowl canceled due to COVID-19. The Hawaii Bowl canceled when Hawaii pulls out. Uh, I'm willing to put together a team to go and play the Hawaii Bowl right yeah. now. I'll go with uh, you. I, I just start the engines. I will have the players by the time departure's ready to go, but I, I can put a team together to play Hawaii. Yeah, uh, I'll do I would do that too. I'll gladly hop on the plane. I'll play whatever position you need me to. And I'm sure you can help me fill in the spots as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that should not be a problem. Uh let's see. What else would I was just looking at? Uh someone dropped out of uh oh, yeah. Miami withdraws from the Sunbow. Yep. Uh, citing a COVID out. I, I, I'm starting to really. There's no way we made it through last year, not knowing what we did, having so much less knowledge and so much less everything, but yet we made it through most, if not all, those bowl games, to my knowledge. Right. Well, there were 18. 18- this- <clears throat> Excuse me. We had 18 canceled, I believe was the final tally last year. We had 18 canceled. 18 bowl and games? 18 bowl games were canceled. Uh, and I don't know what where that stacked up in terms of what that percentage is. It's got to be somewhere around 50%. But the thing about this year is, is these are old protocols that, again, the NCAA or the whatever the oversight committee did not update. And so you have these that are falling under the, I mean, all, most of these kids, I don't know that there's a team out there that has under a 90% vaccination rate. So, and these kids are healthy. They're asymptomatic. There's a lot of, look, I'm not trying to say what the right decision is, but these games are being canceled for no reason. We're still doing things out of an overabundance of caution when we don't need to be. I agree. I, I don't know. That's, that's well put. I mean, I don't know how, and maybe part of this is too, is how, how, how much do these kids want to play in these games? A lot. And plus, you look at these coaching staffs. Miami's going through a whole new coaching staff. Um, See, now that's the truth. Now we're getting to the truth. The, 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 I guarantee you the current coach would rather his players not play in another game until he gets them. Uh, so there's just – I don't believe that all these teams are all of a sudden falling out over this. But part of it, like you said, is the old uh, – um, protocols in place but it really makes you wonder about some of them because last year everybody was doing everything they could to play and I don't, it just right. doesn't seem like everybody's working that hard this year this season well not in the not in the postseason I mean I, I don't know I don't know what is happening to the point where and I, again I don't know what this testing protocols are we had these the vaccination rates you have teams that are getting boosters as like a team I, I mean I don't know what to call it other than like a team event they're bringing in to get the booster shot uh, I think Michigan even did that, and I think Purdue basketball did it. There's some some outliers there. I just don't understand. You know, again, I, I've said this. The college football playoff committee said that we're not going to, you know, basically there's going to be no flexibility with this stuff. Uh, and if you have three teams that have a high test positive rate, you're going to uh, – they're going to – you know, the one team that, that is still able to play is going to be crowned the national champion. I mean, come on. We – if there's a serious situation here, then delay the games. Don't we? We found a way to play when it, things were much worse in 2020. When we had far less knowledge, 
we we can figure this out. We can certainly figure this out. And again, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I think that the protocols are probably out, outdated. I don't know. There's a lot of different factors going on. You have injuries, you have opt-outs, you have transfer portal, all that stuff combining. If you're having to rely on your walk-ons and, and play, I mean, there is a legitimate thought that if somebody, you know, you have to field a team with six or seven players that didn't play all season, people could get hurt. That might be the bigger concern as opposed to, uh, testing positive it could be more the fact that we have four or five guys that didn't play all season now they're going to have to go up and play i don't even know who miami's opponent was washington state maybe you got to play another power five team that's at full strength well i can tell you this though we have not seen one major bowl game canceled i don't think you will either exactly and my point next i guarantee you georgia michigan alabama cincinnati they're not going to have these problems i don't think so Magical. Brother, what's coming up for you next? Uh, I guess we'll talk to you Thursday, hopefully. You will not, actually, uh, because we have <laughs> because we have uh, a lot of games that day. Uh, but what we do have coming up is we have a preview for every Big Ten Bowl game. Fingers crossed that they all go through this week. Um, you know, basically five reasons why each team playing in the postseason can win their bowl game. Uh, we have obviously keep it up to date on the transfer portal stuff, national championship stuff, or college football playoff semifinal stuff, I should say. So plenty of content out there, especially this week. This is our big, uh, this is our last big week, really. And maybe we get another one if Michigan beats Georgia, but plenty of, of bowl game content. And obviously with the college basketball season now in full swing, we got a lot of basketball stuff going on there. Yeah. When is the first major bowl game? Oh, you would ask that. Uh, well, Minnesota yeah, on Tuesday. I think Thursday is the Peach Bowl, Music City Bowl, um, the Las Vegas Bowl, I believe. So those are your first kind of – the first New Year's Six game is at Peach Bowl with Michigan State playing Pitt, but Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker both opted out of that. So what was thought well, to be a fun kind of shootout game is now – Tuesday? Tuesday, I mean, it's a it's – a, I cannot believe Auburn is playing in the Birmingham Bowl, first of all. Um, but you have Auburn and Houston in the in the Birmingham Bowl. That could be fun. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if Auburn could uh, could hold Houston's offense down. Yeah, I, I that, that's going to be a fun game to watch. There's so many intriguing matchups this year in the in the postseason. That's why I hate some of these these transfer portal and and opt out decisions. I understand why people especially high draft picks opt out of these games. But at the same time, I mean, how I just use the peach bowl as an example. How fun would it be to see Kenneth Walker run through that defense and Kenny Pickett go against the worst pass defense in the country. I mean, like that game could have been 55, 52, just an absolute shootout and a lot of fun, but you know, it is what it is. This is where we are in college football. I don't like it, but it's where we're at. I don't like it. All right, brother. We appreciate you taking your time out today and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Happy New Happy Year's. Year's. Enjoy uh, your time with your brother and your mom down there. I saw. So, are you are you up? Are you actually up north? I'm down in Florida, baby. I I might get another round of golf in here before too long. <laughs> uh, you know, it's warm enough to play here. I just don't have the time because I'm working. I am too, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to carve out a morning where I can I can go play nine nine holes or eighteen holes while I'm here. Brother, I appreciate you. Dustin Shooty from Saturday Tradition taking time off to join us here on this Monday as uh, we get try to get caught up on the bowl situation. So we appreciate him. We'll be back with more here on Indiana Sports Speed Radio right after this.
We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with andymorehonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. This segment is brought to you by Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurants. Welcome back. It is a post-Christmas Monday. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day and a good start to your week. A week that is. I don't know, kind of a dead week. It's just, it's, if you are working, it's kind of hard to be motivated. And um, if you're not, you're lucky. So there's that. Uh, just finished up with Dustin Shooty talking about a lot of different things. 
uh, a lot of bowl games getting canceled, and I was and the off and the break was talking about you know a lot of these lower level bowl games. Hey, it, just take them away and say these top twenty teams are the teams that are going to get to play, and the rest of you are out of luck. Then and then you'll find out those teams are like whoa 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 whoa, we don't want to miss out on this. And then those bowl games don't look so inadequate to you. For I'm sure Auburn fans are absolutely not ecstatic about playing in the Birmingham Bowl. I'm shocked to see Auburn playing in the Birmingham Bowl, to be honest with you, a name of that stature. But it is what it is. And just because it's it's beneath you, some teams do consider it like that. Or they just don't play well. I remember going to the Sugar Bowl a few years. Louisville gets Florida, and Florida was has had that same. Thing. Well, Louisville with Teddy Teddy Bridgewater beat the snot out of them in the Sugar Bowl. So I, I think that those bowl games, while there are a few too many, that's part of it. Either shorten those bowl games down and make it a uh, you know worthy again. But I don't know that we're going to be able to go back. NIL, transfer portal. It was getting bad enough before that happened with guys sitting out just to protect themselves for the NFL draft. We would see the top players. Um, but And now they're transferring if they're not just sitting out. Uh, so... All kinds of things. On the positive side, UCLA transfer linebacker Miles Jackson over the weekend or whenever he knocked down his list to four, and he will visit Indiana. He is scheduled to visit to Indiana and Jackson State. So it's going to come down to uh, playing in the Big Ten or playing for Dion. And I, I trust me, I know how Tom how well Tom Allen can pitch a story. Pitch. I bet Dion can pitch pretty well too, because he's doing a good job down there. His uh, visit to Jackson State is on the third, and he will be at in Bloomington on January fifth. So at least Indiana gets the last say so to speak. And I always like that when, if you're recruiting someone, if you get them last, always it's always good to have that last statement in. But uh, could be a big grit. Although, you know, I saw some people judging from his other schools on his list because it was Jackson State, uh, East Carolina, and Georgia Southern, I think, in Indiana. Well, all those schools are close to him, his home, where he comes from. They're smaller, yeah, but so, but I think he probably was looking at Indiana. It's 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 Indiana, Jackson State. There's probably no question there. You're either going to play in the Big Ten or you're going to play for Deion Sanders. Now, what is his goal? Is his goal? Yeah, I know that they're building something there, Jackson State. But how fast until people are really seen there? Versus playing in the Big Ten, 
It's going to be an interesting, this is going to be an interesting challenge for, for Tom Allen going up against Dion. He's going to, hey, he's going to have to get his uh, alumnus Derek Jackson in on that. We have to get DJ, give DJ a call. Say, hey, man, reach out to our boy Miles Jackson. Just kidding. I don't think you're allowed to do that. So I was completely joking. No NCAA uh, um, infractions here, please. Uh, so, but uh, that's and the, let's let's not forget this football class that Indiana pulled in. They, they came off of a horrible season, horrible. I mean, as bad as it gets. But yet they were they managed to keep everyone except for Josh Hoover, whom. I don't know how much better of a season they would have had to have had to be able to keep him once Sonny Dykes got involved at TCU and Lincoln Riley's brother, who is the OC, is involved there. We'll see. Um, Reese Taylor going to Purdue. I, I meant, As soon as I saw him in the portal, I was like, man, I can see him ending up at Purdue. What is with this? This is something I've been wondering with all these transfers. What is with this Indiana to Purdue transfer pipeline that we've experienced over the past season? We've had Samson well, James, we've had a Demarge Lewis, and now we've had. Reece where's Demarge from? Where's Demarge from? Do you? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know, but I know the other two are from the Indianapolis area. So. You've got Purdue right up the road, a program that's playing well, that uh, Jeff Brom is doing good things with. Uh, so there you go. They're on the rise. Indiana, they're not certain about right now. They're it, just not sure about. It's one of those things, though. Purdue's, did the rivalry ever mean anything to you when you were That's at a Indiana? great question. That's a great question. And uh, because rivalries did, you know, I can go back to high school. I, I cannot for any in any way imagine going to the my rival school to play. It just I, I, I know this is a different age and this is a different level, but even at that, I just if that rivalry was true and so yeah, don't think that I don't think right now that rivalry is carrying what it carried. Now is part of that because, you know, 15% of the team is from Florida. You know, you've got 26 guys on this team that, that, that live in Florida alone. How many guys on this team are from another state? It's true, but those aren't the ones that you're seeing transfer to Purdue, though. That's I, the thing. I, I get that. But with that means but, – but if 70% of the guys are not even from around here, how, how deep can that – are they really getting that rivalry to 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 matter? Yeah. Um. So yeah, but that's a great question. I mean, it is that is rare to see, but to see it in that number, that's a little. It's more than disappointing. It's, but it really opens up questions. Especially since the I believe all three of those three players, with the exception, I guess maybe of Samson James had seen significant playing time, especially Reese Taylor. And Samson James didn't want to play second fiddle to Stephen Carr. He thought he was going to be the starter. 
So you can kind of yeah. understand that. Maybe you have a little bit of anger towards the Indiana coaching staff. I'm not saying that's how he felt, but maybe there was something there. And so in order to, quote-unquote, get back at them, you go and play for the rival. Now, I'm just making up a scenario. I'm not saying that's what his thoughts were. Very but, possible. Yeah. Very possible. Uh, Forrest says he believes the players that opt out of competition should have to pay the school back a semester of scholarship money. It's a four-year scholarship, finished a year. Let's see. Ross said bowl season's becoming like a watered-down bottle of whiskey. No bueno. There's that. Um, we were talking earlier about the student section. Taterology says the student section doesn't seem to be very organized like at some other schools. I'll agree with that. Um, now in soccer, they are, um, even in football, I think they do a better job. I'll be honest with you. This, this past season, as bad as the football team was, man, you got to give it up for the student section. I, I'm telling you, they, they, they would come out. Um, they had that viral moment in the Rutgers game when Indiana couldn't do jack squat. So. You got to get, I think I give it up to him, but yeah, I, I think that the game day experience needs to be adjusted. Uh, it needs to be modernized. You've got to start bringing in fresh, make it fresh. Um, even the coaches shows, um, something that I, when I go there, that that's got to be revitalized. And I think it will be next year. But, hey, we got to take a break. We're having a lot of fun here. Who's coming up next? Jim Reamer, I think. What time is it? 10 o'clock. So, uh, Jim Reamer, we're going to talk about some recruiting and what went on in uh, high school ball, amongst other things. Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Don't forget our friends at Aurora, especially Sleep Clinic with the especially sleep device. And our good friends at Southern Stone Restaurant. Patterson and Rogers here in Bloomington. We're back with more Indiana Sports Beat right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. 
We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Running a business is filled with pressures, and banking shouldn't be one of them. I'm Dane Chandler, commercial officer with Banterra Bank, and we want to be your financial partner. We know that the cost of starting, growing, or acquiring a new business can stretch beyond what you have saved. That's why we offer a variety of financing solutions, including SBA loans for small businesses. Give me, Dane Chandler, a call at 812-401-4323 to get started. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Kyle Brinker from Brinker's Jewelers. The holidays are about family and tradition, and Christmas is the perfect chance to tell everyone you love just how much they mean to you. And Brinker's Jewelers has gifts for them all. Make the little green box from Brinker's Jewelers a part of your family's holiday tradition. This year, get her the diamond stud earring she's always wanted, or any of the latest fashion trends. If you want a fine timepiece for him, Brinker's Jewelers has the largest watch selection in the tri-state. Visit Brinker's Jewelers at the corner of Green River Road and the Lloyd Expressway, or online at brinkersjewelers.com. This year, when you think Christmas, think Brinker. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMooreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. It is Monday. Hope you're having a good start to your week. Jim Coyle with you as always. Jim Rimber joining me from Courtside, Indiana. Jim, how are you doing, man? How was Christmas? Excellent. It was good. It's like a three-day three day, three day ordeal. Anything exciting? Did you get anything exciting? Uh, I've got a bit of a shoe problem. So I got a nice pair of shoes that are borderline slippers, but sort of a mix between slippers and shoes. So it's, that's a, that's a good, they look like my shoes, but they, they fit and feel like slippers. So that's, that's a good thing for me as a, as a guy who um, often will roll around without wearing socks. So good to know that you're uh, walking in comfort now. <laughs> Very comfortable. Olakai, Olakai shoes. Here's your, you need a new sponsor. Maybe not a new sponsor, but an additional sponsor. Olakai shoes are incredibly, incredibly comfortable. Never even heard of them, but uh, probably too comfortable to play basketball in, and uh, that's what gets back to going now. High school basketball with the uh, they probably take one of the smallest breaks, man. They're back at it again uh, today, and then more importantly, saw over the weekend. I chatted with actually Chris Gunn, but uh, CJ Gunn, Indiana's Mm -hmm. signee, is released, and he'll be coming back to play on the twenty eighth. 
here in a few days against Tenley High School up in yes. Indianapolis. That'll be uh, that at Tenley. So that's a very uh, if you're if you're an IU guy that likes to travel around and watch IU prospects and recruits play, Tenley's a very small gym. So uh, get there early. You may even try to email the coach or the athletics director just to see what they're expecting as far as crowds and, and how you can get in there. I mean, I don't, it's um, it's a, it's a tight fit. It's it, basically uh, Keystone and Fall Creek, the North, what I would say is like the old Northeast side. It's sort of by the Indiana state. It's not sort of by, it's really close to the Indiana state fairgrounds. So, but it's a good air. It's a good area. Uh, it's just a really, really small gym. Uh, I know this is football, but uh, Indiana, Miles Jackson, and I'm not going to sell this. They're getting a a visit from him on the fifth of January, and that follows a visit that he's going to take to Jackson State. So I know you're not a big follow football a ton, but Tom Allen. So this is coming down to Tom Allen or Deion Sanders. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine that being your your decision point? I well, you, you consider how much Allen is Coach Allen is hitting it out of the park as far as recruiting goes, especially following the year they had. How effective he must be in recruiting, just from a standpoint of not only just personality, but relatability to the players and also sincerity. I think that's what I think a lot of these guys. I did you see the Isaiah stuff, Isaiah Thomas stuff that came out this past weekend? I did not. I don't even know if it was current, but it just came across my feed where he's talking with Channing Fry, and he's actually the interviewee or the interviewee, and Channing Fry's interviewing him, and he tells this story about Coach Knight recruiting him, and and how Coach Knight made a a, a joke about the Klan in during the during the recruiting meeting, and how Isaiah's brother wanted to fight him, and Bob Knight rolls his sleeves up and basically says, "You want to take this outside." <laughs> and and isaiah he goes he isaiah tells channing fry he goes he goes i looked over at my mom and i saw my mom's face and i said oh crap i'm going to indiana he's like (laughs) he's like my mother loved him he was honest he was sincere he didn't put up with anybody's crap and um and it was uh it it was it's a good story i mean i it's definitely meant well intentioned i mean isaiah was smiling the whole time and and he talked about how his mother made the decision for him and and obviously, even though I know he had some, I think they bumped some heads early in his freshman year, he obviously credits that relationship with propelling him, you know, for the rest of his future. So, so, but that's, uh, that leads me back to the old sincerity part of, you, you know, what you, you knew what you were going to get you know, in some, maybe some intensity levels, but you knew what you were going to get with Knight. It was always going to be honest and it was always going to be sincere and there was never going to be any BS about it. And I, and I wonder if that's, it may be a softer approach, but definitely the sincerity aspect of it that Coach Allen takes to all of his recruiting meetings and lets him wins these guys over because they had a terrible year and he still seems to be pulling in a bunch of talented kids. Well, the best class that they've ever had. Uh, yeah. We're going to end up being a top, a top, the first time ever. They're going to be a top twenty class. Yeah, it, it's 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 crazy the, to be able to be able to get them. That was an achievement to keep them. Yeah. That is beyond. It blows my mind that he's been able to. Well, keep but he's that. also they lost Josh Hoover, but he's building on it too. I mean, a lot yeah. of the. I mean, I don't follow it tightly from a football perspective, but I mean, it, 
it seems like a lot of these guys have what made decisions of late. So this is they know what they're they know the kind of year Indiana had. They still want to go there. They want to make a change. They want to make a difference. The one thing that uh, is an issue that I was just talking about, we were just talking about, um, they've had three transfers go to freaking Purdue. Oh, yeah. That's uh, – and, and not just anybody. Samson James, Reese Taylor, and along with Demarge Lewis. But Samson James was a guy that flipped from Ohio State to go to Indiana. Yeah. Big time. Reese Taylor, of course, a, a gigantic recruiting win when he was winning a state championship and, and being the guy uh, and coming to Indiana. That was a gigantic recruiting win. And now to have them go to to leave your program and go to Purdue, that's that's that has to be a slap in the face to Tom Allen. Because, first of all, that tells me that rivalry didn't mean jack to you. Because there's no way in hell, like even when I was in high school, I went to Floyd Central. You couldn't have gotten play me, me to play for New Albany for anything in the world, right? Not not happening. And I I, I don't and I know this is a different level and and people like Samson James and and Reese Taylor are probably looking at their future and that's a difference. But I still. I don't know. I get it. Purdue's close. You got Jeff Brom. They're on the rise. I, I get it. it. It makes sense from uh, uh, every sense except for the fact that it was a rivalry. So how stupid is that to let that stand in your way of doing what's best for you? Probably not. So if they, they may be making the best decision for them. It's just maybe it's just a part of today's athletic world, Jim, with transfers and the portal and, and the instant playing ability and blah, 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 NIL. Well, Maybe that kept them close to home. I, uh, so that could be. Yeah, the NIL issue will be examined later. I mean, we'll we'll learn how more how that impacts players' decisions. Even even some guys that maybe go to a mid major because they they'll be in a community where they'll be the guy. You know, not just the guy of the team, but the guy in the the community or region. But I mean, your example of Floyd Central would be the same thing for me being a Carmel guy, thinking I might go to Noblesville or I might go to North Central. And it's I think it's different when you grow up in it. Today's kids, I don't think too many of them grow up in a world where they're linked to one team or completely understand rivalries until they get there. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know what they're. I mean, I think I think it's one thing to know that Indiana's big rival is Purdue, but it's another thing to know what it means to you until you actually experience it. And if you're transferring that early in the process, which these guys did, that you're you're one foot out the door anyway. So you're clearly so not taking that aspect of it too seriously to begin with. So where's Leo? Is this, is, you know, is Leo well, think, just for, I don't say it's not for show. No, I but, think it's, no, I think it's, I think it's the sincerity that lets him get, get those guys. But I, I think at the same time, these, these kids have got to look, I don't think you should be able to have intra-conference transfers be without come without sitting out a year. And that would obviously include yeah. from a basketball perspective, Miller cop going from Northwestern to Indiana. Um, yeah. I think I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree I think with that's that too big. And I don't really follow football that much. So I don't know that I have too big of a dog in this hunt when it comes. Well, to for what one, you for pitch, another thing, it, you got a Samson James that can take the entire freaking playbook right over yeah. to his, your opponent. And the yeah. same with, Reese Taylor on the other side of the ball. So they've got guys from both sides of the ball now 
from Indiana. Transfer. Indiana, Indiana will have a new playbook next year, right? Well, <laughs> they, who they knows? Can, you, let's give Purdue that playbook and say, here, this is what they're going to do from now on. <laughs> yeah, well, well that, and that's no, true. I, they don't know who the hell their quarterback's going to be, so that's true. I hey, think did from you a rivalry to... standpoint, I, I would say that it's they're not buying into it as much as you and I do because – you know, we grew up in it. I don't know that how much kids today grow up in that stuff. I let's see. Brendan Styles, ridiculous religious fanatics, or why the military bowl between Boston College and East Carolina was canceled? Question mark. College athletes are at zero risk canceling the games is anti science, and they're following blah blah blah. Get off my lawn. More get off my lawn. Yeah, all these bowl games getting canceled. We were talking about that earlier. How that. I just some of this is is because of old protocols being in place uh, for COVID that are not even valid now. But yeah, uh, that stinks. Yeah. But so it's Kenneth asked, uh, how'd you enjoy the Spartan Bowl and the Connorsville Greenfield Central game? Is that a game you attended? Yeah, well, I enjoyed it. It was um, the. I mean, I've been to Connorsville many times, so that was that was not. Um, that was definitely not a first time for me to be there, but no, I enjoyed the game. I think Connorsville is really, really good. Really deep. One of the, but we just got done talking about the hierarchy of three a in the, in our podcast. And, and I mean, they're one of the top two or three teams in that class. Maybe we, I think we had like a list of six teams that I think we still see are extremely viable candidates to win state. They're one of them. They're, they're going to be the best defensive team in three a, and they've got a big challenge coming up this week in the hall of fame classic starting with Westfield and then they'll play either Homestead or Cathedral, depending on who wins and who loses. But uh, the Spartan bowl is, is, is a typical bowl shape gym. It's seats about 5,600, maybe 6,000 smaller than Newcastle's bigger than Carmel, uh, all similar type gyms. Uh, it's smaller than the hatchet house, smaller than Southport, which are also bowl gyms that have um, in the, in those two cases got kind of gutted out a lower level and put in, temporary bleachers but no spartan bowl is a fun place to fun place to play because there's not a bad seat in the house where so which one is the spartan bowl connersville connersville never i've not been to that what is your absolute favorite old old gym that you've been in i mean or ever well both ever would be the wigwam yeah. Anderson, if nothing else, just it was, because the, the, it was, the whole it was, I never pageantry. got to see a game in there. I did get to interview, um, what was the coach? Long time coach there. Norm Held. Norm Held uh, or Ron Hecklinski. No, it was Norm Held. I, I, yep. this was back when I was a pissant trying to, gonna, you know, working into sport. I was still, I was a student. It would have been 80s or not. Well, that would have been, yeah, he was there from the 70s into the 80s. This was around 90s. 90. This is around, what was Damon Bailey's senior year? This was so 90, this was 90. 90. Yeah. Um, I, I created a, a Final Four pregame show that. Okay. And so cool. I interviewed Norm Held and I interviewed one of the other coaches. I forget. It may have been the Southport coach because they were in Southport. Oh, Springer. And yeah, Bill Springer. Yeah. Then you had. Uh, uh, Bedford and I forget the other school. Uh, well, it had Concord. Concord, right? Yeah. Yep. So, but we, yeah, we did a, a final four preview show. And so that was pretty cool, but that's my, that was my only chance to get to go to the wigwam. I had to go up there and interview him. And I just, that it, it was just like a regular old school gym with the rollback bleachers. 
except it was just enormous with 9,000 yeah. seats. Kind of like yeah. Seymour, just a little bit bigger than Seymour. Just a touch bigger, a little, little. Um, so it would have been more. the biggest gym in the in the state had they, you know, a year ago because a year ago Seymour was the biggest gym until they reconfigured well, New- Newcastle New- to get back up there. Yeah, Newcastle. That was a that's more like an accounting error though. But um, no, and the, what made the wigwam even more impressive is that one side was just a stage. So you basically really? have yeah nine thousand seats just on three sides. Oh, see, that's I didn't how, remember that. That's how massive that place was, and that's holy crap. I mean, they could have they could have blown that thing out and made it even bigger, and it's it's a shame. People don't understand. I mean, if you were like and an it would IU be guy, full. it would be full yes. back in the day too. But if you're an IU guy and you were like obviously going to watch Ray Tolbert in high school and Stu Robinson in high school and Morgan Stan or uh, uh, Winston Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Winston Morgan. Anderson, on a year-in, year-out basis, you throw in the Gary brothers, uh, Greg and, and Mark at um, at Anderson Highland, and and then the teams they had in the early '90s with with um, with Zachary and Brad Ash and and Scooter Hag and those dudes. Basketball in Anderson was there was always three really good teams. People complain about how tough sectional ten is in four A or how tough sectional eight is in four a and and how those need to be split up or seated or blah 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 whatever the anderson sectional was always those three anderson schools year in year out were always in the top 10 or top 15 teams in the state alexandria was always usually pretty good for a small at that time extremely rural school and those other rural schools that made up that sectional there was always one or two of them that would always be good enough to kind of just compete and sneak around and and Alexandria was was good enough to win that thing a couple of times, despite the power that the Anderson schools had. But you had Anderson, you had Madison Heights, and then you had Highland, and they all had really great pregame shows. Obviously, the wigwam was more about the uh, the, the warrior and the squaw, the the dance they do, the warrior dance. Um, and then my, of course, my my favorite, I hate to say it, was Highland because they always had the bagpipes per, per, procession. They had Floyd Central probably, Highlanders, baby. Yeah, they had. Do you do that there too? They don't do that at Floyd Central, though, do they? Yeah, we're the Highlanders. But do they do bagpipes before the game? Do they do yeah. a bagpipe? Oh, do they really? Nice. They play the school song with. They play the school song with it. Dressed in nice. the, the kilt, the whole deal. Got the whole deal. All like a, just one person or a bunch of them. The, like four of them, I think. Okay, well, this Memphis. is like a marching. This is like thirty people. Oh, well, these are all four of these are in the Scottish kilts and all that, though. Right. These are 30 people in kilts and full Scottish garb doing doing choreography, doing choreography, gee, many Christmas, and and marching and, and doing a little show on the floor of the basketball. And then Madison Heights had their drum brigade, um, their drum corps, do stuff at the beginning of the game and then the start of the fourth quarter. And, and it always a unique experience when you went to uh, one of those three schools and it's too bad a lot of that is lost. Um, Anderson still does their pregame warrior dance, and then they have since adopted the the uh, Madison Heights drum core that they do the start of the fourth quarter. So, uh, yeah, I think so it's when, a little uh, bit we, of a memory. Well, when I was in school, I think they we used the bagpipers to to play the school song, and yeah. then the girls, then all the girls would line up and they would kind of do a river dance kind of a thing. See, I don't know. If, I don't. When was the last time you were at a game there? 
Uh, I went to the New Albany game not too long ago, but I didn't they, see all that crap. I was going to say because I don't. I went to their Evansville Wrights game a couple years ago. I'm not sure. They- I didn't. I didn't see all that pregame stuff. But we got to take a quick break, or John's going to cut my hands off. We'll be back with more <laughs> with Jim Reamer right after this on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio on this post-Christmas Monday. I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays season going on. Did you? What'd you get for Christmas, Jim? 
Jim Reamer with me from the uh, courtside. You asked. You asked already. I got. I got those shoes. Uh, oh, that I are did. Line, those. Yeah. Line, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody. Nobody wants to hear that again. They no, lined. No, no, right. Yeah, Olakai shoes uh, lined. Uh, the the lined Maloas. Those are things. I got some knickknacks. My favorite thing that I got was this pullover for my daughter. Nice. One of those nice stretchy. I love the material. PGA. One of the yeah. PGA things. I don't have this color, so that is nice. I look forward to uh, wearing this. Is it, a, uh, is it a windbreaker? Is it just no? A, it's just a, one of those oh. quarter zip pullovers, man. Okay. It's, Right. If you see me out 80% of the time, I'm going to be wearing a quarter zip pullover. I, yeah, just too, a, in, the, in the fall, winter, and spring, for sure. Yeah. I, lo- I mean, I am just, I love them. They're it just, doubles your wardrobe. It, it Boy, does it. Easy. Yeah, you can wear a short sleeve shirt underneath it. And Change colors underneath exactly. it all the time. Boom. Oh, man, it's, it's magical. It yep. is magical. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Indiana high school basketball we've been talking about. And when we were in the break, we were talking about a couple of players. Uh, someone had asked about, where did I go? Uh, it ran down. Uh, let's see. Fiore Badunga. Kokomo. Yeah. How do you, how do you spell that? F-I-O-R-Y. First name is Fiore Badunga. B-I-D-U-N-G-A. He is, uh, I think he's from the Congo. I'd, I'd have to have Coach Peck and Paul remind me on that. But, Kokomo has a program, an immigration program, where they they can accept certain types of visas, and it's it's I mean it's obviously for an academic opportunity, and and I don't know the full extent of his past, but but he ha- happens to be just a fabulously talented basketball player. Now he's still pretty raw, but in the class of twenty twenty four, he has jumped to the top of the list in, in a class that is going to. We've talked in the past about this on here. We talked a little bit on my podcast about how. 2024 is going to be, especially from a high major perspective, kind of a struggle bus is to see if any of those kids break through. But he's a kid that should. And he is uh, physically passes all the tests. Spell Um, his name again. F-I-O-R-Y, Fiori. Badunga is B-I-D-U-N-G-A. B-I-D-U-N-G-A. Pretty simple. Yep. 6'10", super long. Very good athlete. Has been playing basketball for about four years. But he's very he coachable. Is, yes, he is. He plays hard. Like he is relentless motor. And he will sometimes play his way into mistakes because of that. He gets a little anxious. He, uh, he'll he overhelp every now and then. I mean, if we're going to break his game down, he'll overhelp. Um, but he can, he can get to anything he wants. Now, you can play that to your advantage. But as he gets a little bit more disciplined, he's going to be a – a beast on the defensive end of the floor offensively. I love that. He's willing to do things like try things that they work on. Like we've talked in the past about trace, use your right hand, do this, do that. He does these things. And, and, and every now and then it might cost him a basket, you know, but I think big picture, it's really going to help him develop. And he's a fabulous physical talent, and he's got a, he's got a ways to go on just the nuance of the game. But I mean, I think his skills are pretty good, though. He's actually got a nice touch around the basket. I think a lot of his stuff is just going to be from the waist down. Is just getting his footwork down and and understanding how that impacts leverage and and being able to take contact. Well, is uh, if you want to get an opportunity to see him, uh, the next opportunity will be in the Phil Cox Memorial Tournament mm-hmm. coming up uh, the 29th and the through the 30th. So that's what tomorrow. When is that? So no, it's uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, thir- Wednesday, Thursday. 
I would no. love to have a name. Can you imagine having the name Peck and Paul? That would be great. Well, if your name's Peck and Paul, you're sort of contractually bound to play for me. So that's I've coached what? a lot of I've coached a handful of Peck and Pauls in the day. But the but the most famous is Sam Peck and Paul. If you're a buff, a movie buff. Oh um, yeah. He was yeah, a John's, great. John uh, was a was a two time state finalist at Muncie Central when they lost to Lawrence North both times. Uh, Odin and Conley and those boys. Uh, Muncie Central had some really good teams, and his brother, or I'm sorry, his cousin, was really good at uh, at uh, McCutcheon and was an Indiana All Star and played at uh, Eastern Illinois. And then his uncle Rick was a longtime head coach at McCutcheon High School and coached Rob Fennessy. There you go. Um, me, what was his name? The director Peck and Paul. It was Sam Peck and Paul. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he was a, it's, it's back in the, it's, I shouldn't know his name because I'm just, I know it from, cause he's, you know, he was back in the fifties and sixties, but, um, back yep. when you were a kid. Yep. No, even no, <laughs> before then it was like reruns, reruns. Okay. Uh, but he was famous, very, very famous. Sam Peckinpah. I'm sure the older listeners know who he is, but I'm trying, there was a movie I'm trying to think of, um, but I can't, but anyway, uh, so what's coming up? What's big coming up next, uh, high school basketball wise? For oh, anyway, also on the break though, we were talking about uh, for Fiori kid though versus Xavier Booker. You know, I, I, from Cathedral, I like yep. Xavier, and he's going to be a good player. But you were talking about the difference between those two, and and just the physicality, and. Xavier's definitely going to have to add some beef because that, or he's going to have to become a, a prolific Kevin Durant type player where he play, plays a lot of his game on the outside and can use that to come inside, but he can't, he's not an inside. He's not going to be an inside out player unless he gains weight or, no, becomes, or becomes a prolific shooter. Look, we, we've talked a lot about book on this podcast and we've talked a little bit on my, on, we've talked about him on mine as well. And I'm, I'm lagging behind a lot of people who think he's the sky's the limit for him. And I, I don't know that I believe that. And some of it is stuff he can control as far as like his motor. And I think that's where a guy like Badunga stands out. Cause he is nonstop book um, needs to be that guy. He needs to be the guy who's, who's battling for rebounds. He needs to be the guy that's running the floor hard every time he needs to be the guy. I mean, he doesn't have to be a post player to be an interior presence. You know, he can be a rim run guy. He can be he can be a defensive, you know, a, a rim protector that isn't just hunting blocks. Um, you know, and, and Badunga will do that just out of a sheer, you know, new, newness to the game and a, and a discipline. Is he a Sean, he does he, is Ross, does he remind him of Sean Kemp a little? Yeah, physically, yeah, he does. Badunga wow, does. Wow, yeah, really? Absolutely. Yeah, physically. The length that, and the that, not that, the skill that puts that puts it right in perspective though because he was not a the, he was a specimen not the skill not the skill not the skill but but the power yeah the yeah the the physical the shoulders and look when we we break down book some of the stuff he can't control Booker can't control his metabolism he can't control how much weight he can gain how much weight well, he can safely that. gain you how couldn't much have paid me money to gain weight when I was a senior in high school. I mean, how much weight can can book gain and still play, still be healthy? You know, that's the thing is because um, I've coached kids like that. I coached a kid named Chase McFarland from Decatur, Illinois, that went on the Wake Forest, and 
you know, one of the first guys, when Crean was at Marquette, he was one of the first guys that came in to recruit Chase that basically said, look, we're only, we only need to put about 25, 30 pounds on him for him to be able to compete at the time of the Big East. A lot of these schools were wanting to put 40, 50 pounds on him. And he was very narrow shoulders, very narrow hips. Um, and you, you could not put that kind of weight on a kid like that and have him not break down. And that's going to be the challenge with Booker will be how much weight can you put on him to where he is able to play physically in the, at a high level um, and su- not just play, but succeed without his body breaking down. And, and that's why I compare him a lot to Clifton Moore. I compare him um, a little bit to Devin Archie physically who, who played at Iowa. Um, those are guys that no matter what you do, there's a certain, there's a certain window weight wise that, um, you know, he can stay healthy and then maybe compete in some way at a high level. That's my concern. But, um, with Badunga, he's got the frame to do it. Um, he definitely has the motor to do it and the, the things that he can control, are the things that he's that he is really good at, and the, the the as far as energy, as far as effort, the skill work he'll put into it. Um, he's got a ways to go there, but he 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 has a nice touch around the basket, um, and he is super super athletic, and um, he's he's got a chance to be pretty impressive. So physically, he passes every test right now, and the, the rest of it's going to come. Well, uh, I can't wait uh, to see that uh, because, man, if he's comparable to uh, to Sean Kemp, he was a specimen. And yeah, uh, I mean, and, physically, and I don't want play. people going in there. Right? No, that, I get that. Yeah, right. I mean, Kemp was doing isolations from the elbow. Kemp was doing isolations from the wing, and he was obviously posting up and you know running the floor. Though they, you know, they do a lot of ball screen lob action in the Fiore. And, you know, you talk about a de- disciplined team in Warsaw, the team they scrimmaged against. Now, I know the scrimmages, you're not going to have a lot of game planning, but they're a very disciplined defensive team. He tore them up. And um, you know, that's, a, that's a team that doesn't – that's a team that's going to be physical with him. And I know as the first quarter ended, they don't keep scores from quarter to quarter, but as the first quarter ended, they started to get a little bit more physical with him, and he responded and still just continued to tear them up. How about two A Monroe Central knocking off Connorsville and Bloomington North last Thursday? Big week uh, for them. Yeah, I I know North had a an injury sustained during the game. I don't know how serious Cliver's injury is, but he's kind of their heart and soul. Even though JQ is is obviously the talent that most IU got, IU fans will know. Um, but yeah, Monroe Central beating Connorsville was very surprising, and turning around and beating Bloomington North that's a heck of a day for them. Coach Allum sent me an email talking about how he wants to, you know, he, he really was proud of his team and, and it was hard for him to figure out who to nominate. Like we do a player of the week every week, which I usually wrap up on Tuesday after Tuesday, late morning. But um, he kind of just nominated his whole team because he was like, we played so well, it's hard to figure out uh, which, which kid, you know, which player to nominate. Uh, What's coming up this week that uh, people need to look out for? Well, if you're in the Terre Haute area, that you probably already know about uh, the, the Wabash Valley Classic. It's eight teams playing in that. They're, they started, uh, I want to say they started at 10 o'clock this morning. You were saying, was there a break? And the only reason why there's a three-day break is because of Sunday. Can you um, imagine playing ba- – I cannot imagine getting loosened, loosened up at, at 9 a.m. to play a basketball game at 10. Well, there's a lot of, a lot of teams probably practiced on Christmas 
a lot of these teams probably practice on Christmas. I know um, every now and then Carmel will practice on an evening, Christmas evening. Yeah, but practice is different than basketball. Like, you got to get, get mostly up for a game. Well, usually they start this on the 26th. So you're definitely not practicing on Christmas. You know, you're definitely not taking a break on Christmas Day when you play this thing the 26th. The only reason why this wasn't yesterday is because it was Sunday. Northview's good. They, they return a lot of their guys from their sectional team last year. Terre Haute North is undefeated. Sullivan is undefeated. Park Heritage is a defending state runner-up at the 2A level, although their best player is injured right now. They still have, they still have been able to win games. Uh, Linton later today, Bloomfield later today. Both those teams are, are very well. I think Bloomfield's undefeated. They are. Un- Linton's undefeated with Joey Who's Hart. Joe, is that, I was going to say, is that Joey? That's Joey Hart, right? Yeah. So you've got some of the matchups aren't great today. I think if you're if you're looking for a day to go there, I would go tomorrow um, or the you know or uh, Wednesday. Um, if you're just in the area and you're just going to go and love basketball, I would go there every day. Uh, but but if you're just looking to find games and you're not close to Terre Haute, I would wait and go tomorrow or Wednesday. And then you've got the Hall of Fame Classic coming up this week for boys and girls, but the boys' side, um, you've got – hold on a second. You've got um, – make sure I get the right order. Westfield is this in Connersville, Newcastle. Is this up in Newcastle? All right. Yeah, this is Thursday. Then you've got the first game at 11 o'clock is Westfield versus Connersville. The second game is Homestead versus Cathedral. The teams that lose come back at 6 p.m., and then the winners play after that at approximately 7.30 p.m. So that game's usually closer to 8 o'clock start, but but uh, that's that's a there fun day. Go. And well, then man, um, good, good place to spend some time, too, in between games. Go to the Indiana High School Basketball Hall of Fame, which is right next to Newcastle High School, and, and uh, spend some time there. Perfect deal. All right, man, I uh, cannot thank you enough. Jim yep. Reamer joining us from Courtside, Indiana. Uh, thanks, Don Fisher, for joining us as well. But most importantly, thank you guys uh, for joining us. It's uh, Without you all, there's no reason for us to be here. We're back tomorrow to do it again. So thank you very much. Until then, for uh, Jim Reamer and John, the producer, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.